At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here on a special edition of the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It is an off day for Buzz City, but never an off day for the HHC. We've got another edition of our Player Profile Series. Today, it is our normal Oldest Kulboka. He came over from playing in Europe, was originally drafted a few years ago by the Hornets, continued to develop his game on the European scene, and now is in his first season here stateside. So we're going to talk about the adjustment that he's enjoying about playing here in the U.S., a little bit about his upbringing. I'm going to take some very bad attempts at speaking Lithuanian. Hopefully Arnie will be willing to help me out. Without further ado, let's welcome here to the Hornets Hivecast, Arnoldis Kulboka. Arnie, lavas. I was. I like that. I like that. Well, going back, when we first knew you were coming stateside and you were going to play in Summer League, you were basically the only international player. So it's like, i, I got to make him feel at home. <laughs> at least, so yeah. i got to learn at least one word. The so basics. That's good enough. I, I think I said the wrong thing, and you corrected me, that Lavis is the appropriate <laughs> way to say hello. But Lavis to Arnoldus Kulboka, your first year playing in the U.S. How are you enjoying this? Uh, it's been great so far. I'm just happy to be here, first of all. But there's a lot of unknowns for me you know first time being here i'm used to kind of you know this european basketball but also living outside the basketball the the daily life things is completely different for me so i feel like i'm not a rookie anymore but i feel like rookie again you know that's the thing playing in the u.s was it always a dream of yours like when you started playing basketball or or learning about the game was it i want to play in the nba or did you just start playing basketball and then eventually playing in the u.s later became something you wanted to do uh i wouldn't say it was my biggest dream Uh, i think for me the biggest dream ever since i started playing basketball was to play for the national team and it still is 
but I think I always just wanted to play at the highest level that I could play. And for sure, if, if it's your league, it's your league. If it's NBA, it's NBA. And I think I never even thought about NBA until I was like 17, 18 years old, you know, when the, when the thing started to look a little bit more realistic to me. Yeah. It, it almost sounds like a, almost an international soccer mentality in that the goal for a lot of international soccer players, even if they're paid you know, tons of money by their club team, it's to play for the national team. It, yeah. it, it's kind of a means to make your, yourself known for the national team rather than the national team being you know, something to the side of playing for the Hornets or the Bulls or the Warriors or whomever it is. But is that, is that kind of accurate? Yeah, I would say it depends on what sport is number one in your country. So in my case, in Lithuania, we have, I mean, basketball is pretty much only sport on a high level that we have. And it's like I mentioned many times in many interviews before, it's like a religion. You know, it's the biggest thing. If you play for the national team, you are, you're good, you know. And we'll talk more about your international career in a little bit, but growing up, coming through the club system and, and whatnot, you, at least professionally, I don't think have played much in Lithuania or for a Lithuanian-based team. So is the goal to again get to the biggest club try and make your mark so that the the local or the the national team identifies you or is it typically guys playing in Lithuania that get those nods yeah so in my career I didn't play in Lithuania basically I played in Lithuanian second league for like half a season and that's it but I think that most of the best players the best Lithuanian players are going abroad to play somewhere else because in Lithuania there's only one team and it's it's kind of hard to make that team. You got to be really good and I think there's like five, six spots for Lithuanian players only. So, yeah. So far in the last year you've played in the G League and the Summer League and have had some time here with the Hornets in the NBA. Between all these levels and your previous stops as well, what is the biggest difference you see from your perspective on the court level to level, game to game? The rule difference. Some rules are weird for me, and I would say the the biggest thing is probably the athleticism of the players and pace. It's it's completely different than European basketball, but I think it's changing with time. And we saw this before, where European basketball was more like having a real big four and big five on the court, trying to play some low post. But it's it's changing. It's becoming more like NBA right now. And you, you mentioned the pace. I have no doubt that it, it's jumping level to level, but your role is different in, in different places. Not a shock because on, on some teams, on the G League team, for instance, I'm sure you're more of a featured player with the Hornets. You have yeah. a very different role here. So what is it like adjusting from playing for the Hornets and, and being a part of this roster to being in Greensboro and, and other transitions you've had to make? So I've been to many places already and I've been in many different roles. So I know I know how it is, you know, maybe one game you play 30 minutes in G League and the other game you're coming over here and not playing a single minute. So, I mean, you just got to wait for your chance, be smart, be a good teammate, and that's it. We've got much, much more with Arnoldus Kulboka of your Charlotte Hornets after this on the Hornets Hivecast. Cataracts made it hard to see clearly. Even movies were blurry. So I went to Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. Now movies are as clear and sharp as they once were. The doctors at Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates offer cataract surgery using the newest technology and lenses with short recovery times. See like you once did. Schedule your appointment today at ceenta.com slash appointments. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense. Speaking with Arnoldus Kulboka today here on the Hornets Hivecast. I apologize if I'm pronouncing this wrong, but you grew up in Marjampol. 
Lithuania, is that correct? Or is that uh, your... No, I was ah. born there. It's called Mariampola. It's... Mariampola. Well, that sounds a lot better than what I just said. So. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds more American, yeah. So it's 20 kilometers. It's like 10, 11 miles away from where I grew up. It's called Iglauka. It's super small village. Not even Lithuanians know about it. We have, I think, less than 1,000 people in it right now. What was it like growing up there? What was sports like growing up there? So, growing up in Iglauka, we had nothing in there. There was a school, a few uh, grocery stores, and that's it. There was no basketball practices, no soccer practices, nothing. So, at first, my parents started driving me to Mariampola, where I was born. They had basketball school and soccer school, so I played both until... So, from when I was six years old to eight years old, I did both. And then from eight to... I would say 11 or 12, I was playing only basketball in Mariampole, and then my parents started driving me every day to Kaunas, which is an hour away from, from where, uh, where I was living. So they drove me every day there until I was 15, 16 years old, yeah. So you, you specialized fairly early, and I covered LaMelo Ball in high school in California, and I remember there was kind of shock amongst local people and, and really a lot of media people in the U.S. because it just wasn't done for an American player to leave high school and go and play professionally. But it, maybe not professionally at, at age 8, but at age 8 you were already starting to specialize and by the time you're a teenager you're starting to, to build up your reputation and, and work towards a professional career. So growing up, was that always assumed as you continue to progress and, and show some talent as a young person that eventually, early in your life, mm -hmm. you would become a professional basketball player? Of course, you cannot say, looking at an eight-year-old kid, that maybe okay, not he's, eight. He's maybe like 13. Be, yeah, but, <laughs> but ever since you know, I was even seven, eight, nine years old, you could see that I was kind of ahead of my age kids. So I started playing with two years older kids, with three years older kids. So you could see I have some potential, and I was pretty tall. I wasn't the tallest guy because I was always growing the same. But yeah, when I was, I would say, 13, 14 years old, so I actually tore uh, my ACL when I was 13 years old, and many, many people said then, uh, you know, I'm not going to be back in the same way, I'm not going to be this good kid anymore. But yeah, I started to, to live by myself when I was 15 years old. Growing up and, and you know, leaving home, being away from your parents, again, was that just kind of assumed if, if you're a good athlete that this is the pathway that you're going on and the normal live with your folks through, you know, whatever teenage years before going on to college or professional or whatever mm -hmm. you're doing, yeah. you know, that's for someone else. But you as a professional basketball player, 15, you're living on your own. Yeah. So I wasn't too far from my home. It was still an hour away, but still I had my own space. I had to be, you know, I had to look after myself a little bit more. It helped me a lot in my life, I think. I gained a lot of experience off the court, how to, how to deal with everything, especially when I moved away from, from my country when I was 17 years old to another language, another culture. It was you know, a completely different thing. But I think it's kind of normal in Europe if you are a talented young kid, a prospect. Most of the time the players go to another countries if, if they are from smaller countries like me in Lithuania. They go to Spain or Italy or like me. I was, I think, one of the first kids that went to Germany because back then they had a good program and I, I tried to go there. 2017, 2018, you're in Italy playing, have a good year, and then you're drafted. Tell me what was going through your mind when your name went into the draft. Did you think you were going to be selected? Did you think, 
okay, I'm drafted, so now I'm coming to the U.S.? What, what was that whole process like? Yeah, so uh, at first I thought I was going to go to draft the year before, but we chose to, to take our name out, and then I went 2017-18. Yeah, but even though I got drafted, I didn't think I was going to go to the NBA because that was the, the plan. I wasn't ready for that at all. I, need to, I needed to grow as a player, and I think it was easier for me to, to understand that I'm not going to the NBA when I was drafted because I knew it way before, that I need to grow more. You stay in Europe. You played in Germany and Spain. What was your favorite place to play in Europe? And, and can you describe for our audience, I've been to a couple of, of games in Europe before. It's a very different crowd scene there than, than it is oh, yeah. here. Explain from your perspective on the floor what the crowds are like in some of the places you've <laughs> been and maybe your favorite stop playing in Europe. Oh, man, it's, it's hard to explain this, these European fans. In some countries, they're going wild. Like... You never know what's going to happen. It's, it's always nice to play in front of... It doesn't even have to be like fifteen or 16,000 people in the arena. If you have four or 5,000 people that are, you know, screaming all the time, jumping around, you, you can feel that. And it's it's nice atmosphere. But, yeah, I would say like every place was nice in its own, in its own way. But I would say the last two years I spent in Spain was, was really nice, especially when we had a good group of guys off the court. It was nice to spend time with them. The Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Care provider of the Charlotte Hornets, continues after this. Hornets fans, make sure you download the Hornets app this season for an enhanced game day experience. The Hornets app is your home for the game day digital program with all the information on your favorite team and giveaways every game day. You'll also find predictive games, mobile food ordering, and even a wallet for your NFTs. Download the Hornets app today. Arnoldus Kulboka, our guest here today on the Hornets Hivecast. While I've been talking, I kind of put two and two together. I mentioned LaMelo Ball and covering him in high school, and then he goes and plays internationally in, of course, Lithuania. You've now played with LaMelo here with the Hornets and played with LiAngelo in Greensboro. How is their Lithuanian? Have you have you uh, shared any stories, or have they shared any stories yeah. about their time there with you? Yeah, we spoke a little bit about it. They 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 still remember some words, but you know they they said a good word about the place they were living at, where which surprised me. <laughs> I mean, it's also not too far actually from the place where I grew up. It's also like ten miles away, and I I spend a lot of time there. It's it's a place that has literally nothing. There's nothing to do, so. I was surprised when they went there, yeah. Not not quite the big city of Mari- Mariampola? They I were get- in Priani. That's I'm from Iglauca. Iglauca. Yeah. I'm going to get this right <laughs> eventually. Uh, you, you come to the U.S. I've heard you say before that it, it wasn't necessarily like you're banging on the door saying, it's time for me to come to the U.S., that the Hornets had your, your, your rights, so to speak. And they wanted you to come. So you, you came, and, and it was the, the Hornets' decision. So you, you come over here. What, what was the thought process? What was the, the conversation that Mitch Kupchak in the front office here had with you about what they wanted to see and why this was the time? I think my agents communicated a little bit more than me with the team, and I was just doing my job in Europe. I didn't, I didn't call my agents and said, hey, what's up? Am I going to the NBA or not? I just, I just played basketball, and that's it. Uh, like I said, it wasn't my biggest goal ever to reach the NBA level and be here. For sure it was a goal, but... I think I'm smart enough to understand what's the percentage of the players that make it to the NBA and especially me never played basketball in in the states I never went to college 
played basketball in Europe all my life. And, you know, I just I was just patient and doing my job. And that's it. There's an assumption, I think, from fans that if you're going to come from Europe and play here, you have to have been averaging 30 points per game over there. Which is wrong. Correct. (laughs) It's wrong. I mean, you're you're filling a role The, the the person who's supposed to score 30 points is probably already here. They need someone exactly. who is going to execute the role they have. And that's something you've always done in your career. Uh, you've always averaged somewhere around 10 points per game, but you shoot yeah. a high percentage from three. You play good defense. You make good decisions. And even watching you in Summer League and in G League games, there's there's a calm on the court with you. You're you're not panicked. You, you read what the defense gives you and react. If there's a lane, you drive. If someone's open, you pass. How long did it take to develop that part of your game where you're not – I'm, I, I don't want to make you out to be the uh, completely mistake-free basketball player. Obviously, there's yeah. things you want to work on, but you just have this calm, this way about you wherever you're playing that nothing's too big for you, and you just react to what's going on. So I would say that's the thing in, in Europe. Uh, I played back there when I was young. You know, when you are 18, 19, 20, up to 23, 24, they think of you as a young player. And being a young player to earn minutes, you need to be smart. You need to play without turnovers. That's the most important thing. And, and uh, you, you have to play defense, which was... I wasn't the best player on defense, but I knew how to do it. Let's say like this. But yeah, like the most important thing is you got to be smart on the court. In European basketball, you got to stay in frames more than in, in the NBA. You have to follow the plays. You cannot play ISO basketball one-on-one, take crazy shots. That's not the thing. So I think it's kind of natural at this point for me. Your goals personally, as you develop here, is it physically continuing to get better? Is it greater understanding of, of the game here in the NBA and in the U.S.? What are some of the things you hope to uh, take away from this, your first year playing in the U.S.? I'm still trying to improve on everything, on my body, on my shooting ability, on dribbling the ball, rebounding, which is one of the most important things for me right now, I think. Yeah, I'm just, you know, I think I'm kind of ready to bring in my shooting ability to the NBA. I I already have it, but there's a lot of small things that I have to work on. I'm sure the the overall goal is still to play for the national team. I wouldn't I wouldn't ever suggest that that wasn't number 1, but having been here, having had a taste of the NBA life is being here, staying here more of a goal now than it was say a year ago? Of course it is. I mean, it, it always was a goal to be here. It wasn't just the the biggest goal, I would say like this, but yeah, being here, you know, it's one thing to make it to the NBA, but it's another thing to stay here. Was there a moment where that that crystallized like wow this this really is what maybe I'd always thought it would be or or maybe even on the other side of it was there a moment where you realized I've got what it takes I think to to stay here to be here to play at this level I think it's also a thing deep in my heart that I want to show the people who didn't believe me that I can be here and especially being from a small country like Lithuania like I said the percentage that you can you can make here to the NBA, it's super low. And like me being from Lithuania, there were so many people telling me I can't do it. I just want to prove them wrong. Maybe some of those folks who uh, said when you were 13 and you tore your ACL that you were done, right? <laughs> I don't remember these people anymore. It's, it's you, okay. You got to find their names. That way you can get your <laughs> basketball card and sign Labas on it and yeah. just send it back that, in the that mail. That would be a nice message, yeah. <laughs> Arnie, we, we appreciate you. It's always fun running into you in the halls because you always have a smile on your face and, and you, you bring out the best in everyone here. I'm going to take one more really bad attempt at Lithuanian here because I don't think I'm very Let's good go. at it. But, but uh, Achu, thank you. Prasham. 
I don't know what that, <laughs> you're welcome. Prashov is, is you're welcome. Prashov, yeah. Prashov and Achu is thank you. Thank you. I got one. That's I got it. one. You can you can basically talk with the Lithuanian president right now. <laughs> you know Labas and Achu, that's enough. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> Ari Achu, thank you and uh, good luck the rest of the season. Appreciate it. Our thanks again to Arnoldis Kulboka for joining us once again here on the HHC. Always appreciate Arnie's time and best of luck to him, both with the Hornets and with the Greensboro Swarm moving forward. Thanks as well to all of you for tuning in. Tomorrow we resume Hornets game day action, and we will have another edition of the Hornets Hivecast for you previewing tomorrow's contest. Till then, for our producer Rob Longo and everyone here, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along, and we'll talk to you next time right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com.